0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Gentleman's Talk. I'm your host with the most, James Dean Littlejohn. How the devil are you on this fine Monday? I'm saying Monday, and I know I should be saying Reflection of Sunday, shouldn't I, James? Yes, I should be, but I'm not. Why? Because if you're on the podcast, you probably won't realise this, but watching on the YouTube, you will see I've got a softbox, and I've rearranged the clock and balls. So the clock and balls has got a new bar top. It has got... um, to moving around really just to make it a little bit more comfort for me as I <laughs> protrude my fucking big face onto the camera I want it to look good anyway how the devil are you um it has been busy I am sweating so on the camera you're going to see me perspiring I'm not going to complain but I am going to complain because I'm fucking British and British is what we complain about it's too fucking hot all right it's too fucking hot um, especially for this time of the fucking evening anyway how the devil are you? How has your mental health been? I'm just getting myself cozy. You'll see me jiggery pokery on the camera. Um, so yeah, how the devil have you been? I've got a bit of dire straits on in the background, just playing a way to boost the positivity as we fucking flow through into our mental health podcast. And I have got some great stuff to talk to you about. I have got some positivity, absolutely pissing out, not just sweat, not just booze, with my gin in hand, not just booze and fucking sweat, I am absolutely pissing out with positivity. Why? It's been a good one. I've had another week off, and in that week, I have managed, in fact, I'm going to just adjust my music. I have got told off for having it too low last time, but it's a little bit overpowering for me. Um... Hopefully you can still hear that a little bit of background music you know I'm just you know what it's like you got to get you got to get create everything right for everybody to be interested in it's a crazy you can't just talk like i am literally trying to do you've got to have everything perfect the perfect lighting the perfect colored background you've got to have it really drawing you in i'm giving you content to draw you in bitch you better get sucker punched in the face with some mental health coming right at you Um, so yeah I've had a good week I've had a good week indeed I've relaxed I've recuperated Um, I've got positive stories to talk about from my friends as well because there is loads of positivity there Uh, and a couple of little topics I want to try and embellish talk a little bit more about get the food for thought I want to get these cogs flowing um, so yeah, basically I just started off the week really. So for reflection was good. I was going into a, a nice time off. So I've had a good time off. I'm back at work tomorrow after a week and a couple of days off. Um, so lots of catch up on, but do you know what? It's really, really, really important when you take time off to utilize it to the best of your advantage. And by that, I mean reflecting. Looking at your future. I keep talking about this all the time. And I keep saying to you, give yourself a goal. I say that because it's so fucking important. It's so important to have a goal. Even if you're going to if your goal is to have a week off and do nothing, then say you're going to do nothing. But mark it as an occasion because if you do nothing but you set out to do something, then you're going to defeat yourself. If I set myself, like I used to do all the time, I used to set myself up for failure all the fucking time. I used to say to myself, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I'm still a little bit of a bastard for it, to be honest. But I used to say, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this in this break. And people used to say to me, just fucking chill out, mate. Just literally just chill out. And I'm like, no, I want to chill out but I want to do this, this, and this. And, and as we now know, this is incorporated in and, and picked up from the ADHD aspect. So, But what what I'm doing now is I'm actively managing that in a slightly different way. Oh, Christ, I'm beating myself up here on video. Um, What I mean is I'm using it to my advantage. So instead of saying I was going to set myself up to do a week of something and go, right, I'm going to do this, this and this, and then get into the end and failing because I was tired, exhausted, I'd overworked myself, and I didn't utilize the time off in the right way, i.e. relax, adventure, do do, stump, do things for yourself, promote positivity, reflection walks, do whatever, reset. These are all positive words you can chuck at your time off that you should be utilizing. But we don't, and not not a lot of us do. A lot of us go into this fucking big burnout where they're going to go, I'm going to have time off and I'm going to fucking go here, do this, do. I'm going to go to the beach, I'm going to do this. And then they realize, Christ alive, and you, normally you exhaust yourself without even actually doing the activity because you're like, fucking hell, man, I just want a bit of time off. Subconsciously, you're saying that, but you don't mark it as an occasion. Now, if you turned around and said, I'm going to have a relaxing week, I'm actually going to do nothing from, say, Monday to Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, I might start a bit on the gardener. I might do this. I might go out for whatever. If you actually set yourself those goals and those parameters, you don't set yourself up for failure, number one. And anything outside of that is a positive because you've done more than you set out to do, so you naturally release endorphins. And this isn't about—it's—it's it's difficult because people can see this as, and perceive this as, always he's telling me what to do. and Why do I have to? I mean, I've had this. I've had this before. I've had people say to me on, when I when I leave videos and, and uh, podcasts and and I've, I've I've had reviews and I've had people say stuff about my TikToks that I make, and they go, oh, fucking hell, just let us have a bit of time off. Why do we have to set a goal? and I often fucking sigh because I'm like I'm not telling you what to do I'm not saying you need to do another thing what I'm saying is manage your mental health manage how you expect manage your own expectations this isn't another marker this is helping you to get through life by doing these you don't set yourself up for failure number one you you give yourself the time that you need and if you identify that I need like oh Christ hold on a minute I think I'm losing my my mic here oh 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 hello 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 we're back we're back sorry I just this new setup that's what it is putting that down to the new setup I didn't plug it in properly dickhead James but if you set yourself up for doing these things and you say to yourself I'm going to do x y and z and then when you don't do it you go back to work feeling a failure And you naturally do, I I said, and then you go into work, because you've spoke about that, and you've said to your colleagues, oh, I'm going to fucking build a wall, I'm going to build, I'm going to build a fort, fuck it, I'm going to literally, I'm going to build a dam, a fucking moat, I'm going to have fucking sharks, I'm going to breed the sharks in the next fucking three days, and they're going to swim round. and then I'm going to train them, and I'm like, yeah, you can tell I've just watched Meg, um, but you, that's that's what you do, and then all your mates go fucking. Oh, he's on it. He, he is fucking on it. This guy never fucking stops. He never fucking stops. He's in work. He he must he must get burnout. He must get burnout. Oh no, he don't get burnout. He fucking does get burnout, and he's fucking bollocks, mate. But because you've done that, and then you go home and you go, "Whoa, I am fucked. I need to fucking chill," and you say, I'm, "I need to chill," and you go, "Okay, I'm good. I'm just gonna take a nap." fucking five days later go by, <laughs> that's five naps, you know, you've slept all day, you feel fucking great, mentally, you don't, and then you go into work, and you reinforce that negativity with talking to your friends, I'm going to turn this ever so slightly, um, you reinforce that by talking to your friends, and then they say, oh, Dave, did you fucking do all that, mate? Oh, mate, we all thought you were going to be fucking amazing, and then you go, yeah, I yeah, did it, mate, yeah, we really. Oh, you got any photos? No, I didn't take any photos. I was, I was fucking super busy, mate. You know, I didn't get time. But you're now fucking negative. Now, in your head, you, you're beating yourself up. You, you didn't do it. Now, what you're going to do, and maybe I'm just speaking because this is what I do, I'll go and it, I'll do a day's work. And then in the evening, I'll go out there and go and fucking do that job. So I say I've done it. And then I go, well, fucking now, I need a break because I've burnt myself out because I, it's managing what you can achieve and what you can't achieve. And, and that's the important bit. That's the important bit. The important bit is what managing your expectations. And that's so important and in, literally invaluable to passing your way through life, shall I say. Because there's only two guarantees in life, isn't there? One that you're born and one that you're going to die. They're the two guarantees in life. And nothing else is guaranteed. I don't give a fuck what you say. Nothing's guaranteed. But you are born and you will die. That's it. That's, that's correct. So what you do in between... If you want to sit and fucking sulk and bitch and fucking moan and and you know bury your head in the fucking sand and not take accountability and don't want change and, and when you know you need change and not give yourself the right coping mechanisms to make life fucking as bearable as we can and I'm not saying it's shit but there is elements of it and we can all agree at the moment we're all having a a bit of a fucking rough time aren't we with the cost of living I keep saying it but it's it's the it's the wave on the on the fucking horizon people don't give a fuck about Ukraine war and all that at the moment they're like mate I literally just want to fucking survive myself mate (laughs) you know I feel like I'm going into my house and there's a war daily so if you can instill these coping mechanisms to make your life better to make your life more fun, to make your, your life more achievable, then why wouldn't we do that? Why wouldn't we do that? Why wouldn't you say my goal is to fucking, instead of saying I want to lose weight and I'm going to lose a stone in fucking two hours, it's unachievable, mate. You know, it's it's unachievable. I mean it is probably achievable. There is probably two hours there probably is something you could lose a stone for. I know MMA fighters are fucking pretty extreme on that sort of shit. But you see but it's not natural and it's not fun. And it's it, there's nothing exciting about it, and you're not getting paid to do it, so why would you fucking do it? But if you say to yourself, I'm gonna lose a stone in the next six months, you've given yourself an achievable target. You've given yourself something that you can manage. And if you have a slip-up along the way and you have a glass of fucking gin, chin fucking chin, um, you're not going to feel guilty about it. So you're managing the negativity in your life. If you give yourself an achievable goal, and we're all fucking... We're we're all adults. Uh, Most of my audience here are adults. They're more... Or they're people that are most of you that are probably listening know your way around life a little bit. Maybe you're struggling, maybe whatever, I don't know, because I I don't get the feedback, so I can only only assume. But for me, there's a lot of negativity out there, so if we can manage that negativity to promote positivity in our own life and make things fun along the fucking way and make things achievable so we don't set ourselves up for failure, then why wouldn't we do that? why wouldn't we say i'm going to give myself 6 months to lose a stone or even 2 stones i'm going to i'm going to give myself a year to use, to lose 2 stone comfortably fun still having the odd enjoyment in life not shutting yourself out away it's like that with anything i'm going to get promoted i'm going to do that in a certain period of time don't set your timeline like i've done i'm going to get promoted in fucking 6 months it's unachievable, you know. It's, not, it's not, again. It's not unachievable, but it's not realistic. And I've got to bury my head in the sand and fucking drone on to get it. Do things in in manageable spells. That's so important, and that's part of like what I'm reading. You know, part of what introduces me a little bit into what I'm going to talk about today, which is stop talking and start doing. That's the topic I'm going to talk about today. But I've had some positivity, and and the reason I'm saying that I've had the positivity is. You know, I'm watching all of this positivity around me, and it's because I've nurtured it, and I'm not taking full responsibility. But what I mean is, I have the right of people around me. So it's like, I've got my, my mate Nelstow. You've heard about him. He is absolutely plowing through his, his accountability. He's saying all the right words. He's positive. He's losing weight. He's feeling more confident. He's, he's relentless. He's still getting up in the morning, every morning, at 10 to 6 to be out 5 to 6, whatever time it is, he'll tell me after this podcast, I've no doubt. But I know that he messages at 5 to 6 every morning. You can hear him fucking hitting the, pounding the streets with his feet dedicated because he's seen the change yes there's going to be tough days i've told him there's going to be tough days he's acknowledged there's going to be tough days there have been tough days but what he's doing is he's committed to the change and i've said to everybody three months learned habit to make those changes that's the important aspect that's that's the that's the real deal so I'm watching that as a positive nature. There's some hard elements in there. I'm literally perspiring. Fucking, I'm pouring out. It's dripping, dripping through the beard. It's cascading through the beard. It's like the forest lands in there. <laughs> um, so you know, but I'm watching that positivity, and that's bringing positivity to me because he's in my life, and I promote that, and I've nurtured that. I've retained having him in my life in the sense that it's a positive aspect. The same as I watch my mates, all my f- friends. They're all, they've all got positive elements in their life. I sent one of my mates, Bilster, a gift off the fucking cuff. Why? I've been wanting to do it for a little while, but I sent him a gift and the positivity and the heartwarmed message I got back from receiving that is exactly why I say impromptu gifts are amazing, but it's got to be the right time, the right gift and the right thing for me personally. And I sat on that for a little while and I sent him a gift out the blue and then the positive messages of thanks unnecessary because at the end of the day he's a friend and this is what I promote positivity and trying to make people happy in their life and if I can make something happy with a small gesture that brings positivity to me but the messages I received back were really positive and they boosted my mood so I started getting the endorphins and this is all around encompassing the message of having the right people around you, the right friends, the right people to talk to, the right people to hold on a to an itchy foot. <laughs> the right people to listen to, the right people to talk to. It's so important because it, it boosts your own mental health. It boosts your own life. And that's the bit I'm talking about. These positive people around me are promoting my positivity. And I've watched Nelster for the last three or four weeks. I think he's on his fourth week now do his fitness regime you're probably going to see me actually perspiring are you going to see me that's how warm it is in here. It is literally with the light beaming down on me it's crazy but i'm gonna i've watched him grow and i've watched him develop and that spurred me on the time was right for me so two days ago not telling anybody because again it's, it's i don't want to big it up i don't want to make it should just be a lifestyle change but like I said, stop talking, start doing. And I talk about this shit all the time, and I'm not doing it. Why am I not doing it? Because clearly not. Because I'm losing motivation in areas, and I'm not promoting more positivity. So I started. To- I stopped talking. I started doing, and then I hit the salads. I-, I bought some Huel, some some Huel for me fuel. So I bought some Huel shakes, the dinner shakes, to try and cut down my calories, cut get my calorie deficit in. And just start a little bit of small, moderate exercise. I already do my reflection walks every single day and I relish in them. I relish in my reflection walks. But I want to take that to the next level because I'm ready. And do you know why I'm ready? Because I've been spurred on by the right people around you. They need to be... I can't emphasise any more how important it is to have the right people around you because those people will promote your positivity. They will promote you to want to do more I'm a motivator, I'm a natural motivator, I love it. Excuse me. I absolutely love motivating people. I think it's so, so important. So, and I get, I get a big kick out of it, I really do. And I'm around people that are, like the, are similar minded. And when I watch them change, and I watch them develop, and I watch them do new things, and push the boundaries of what they want to achieve, and I watch them setting goals, The positivity is incredible. Like I said, I've watched my I've watched my own dad grow. I've watched my brother grow. Absolutely incredible. I've watched him develop, and he sent me a positive message. And this is the this is oh Christ alive, James. Oh Christ alive! I'm trying to pull my arm around to stretch it, but I keep forgetting I'm on camera. (laughs) He's like, "What you doing, crazy shit?" Normally, I'm just talking to a mic, (laughs) Um, but it promotes the positivity, and that's because like him sending me a positive message made me feel good. And that's what I mean. Stop talking, start doing. It's so, so important. And and I'll give you a little snippet, actually. So I was um, I was working yesterday. So I was working at the golf center doing my second job and um, I got chatting randomly and I'm quite open, actually. And, and a, a spare of the moment comment went by about um we were talking about how men get oh that's it it came on the radio that this guy had basically um he'd been screwed over by his wife um and it was in a separation she'd had an affair but basically he lost everything um even though she'd had the affair but she had the kids and pr- you know it went real nasty like it sometimes does um most of the time and, it, and it's always and, and do you know the first thing that i said i said fucking hell it's always the fucking men I didn't swear, but I'm going to swear now because I'm elaborating on my podcast. Um, Why Men get the raw fucking end of the deal. In any relationship struggles, any divorce, nine times out of ten, tell me I'm fucking wrong. Men get the raw end of the deal. They really do. They, uh, uh, most times. And again, nine out of ten, you may know someone hasn't. But from what I see statistically, it fucking always the men that comes out worst. So, you know. We, I just happened to say that, but I said it in a little less... Didn't, I didn't embellish it as much as I did on my podcast. I just went, it's always a man that comes out rough, doesn't it? But it got the conversations started, And he'd had... He said, actually, I'm the same. He'd had... A, his wife had an affair and he lost 70% of everything, even though she'd had an affair. And he's now paying ch- child support, even though there's a bloke living in the house that he paid for. and I And that got the conversation going, which led into talking about the podcast, led into men's mental health, led into his brother coming in saying he was sat on the edge of a cliff one day and wanted to jump off, which led into me opening up about my um, situation, which led into him about his situation. But then all of us have come out the other side, so to speak. And I say that because we're, we're building, we're we're developing. You could see that in the fact that just the pure fact that we can talk about it so openly, as complete and utter strangers, I've never met this guy before. He literally doesn't play golf; he plays um, he plays polo, and he's up north somewhere. And his brothers just happens to be down here, and his brother plays golf in the golf center where I work. So there was like there was no tie at all, but we got talking, which then embellished and 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 developed into us talking about um, doing a men's mental health golf day. Because we see a lot of this women's stuff, you know, and they, they, and I'm not saying it in a negativity. Please don't say that if you everyone's listening. I'm not beating down on the women. Um, it, although I'm sat, if you're looking at me on video, I've got a gin in hand and I've got the old wife beat a t-shirt on the old vest because it's fucking warm. Tats out, fucking tops off, tits out, tats out. <laughs> I say fucking tits because I'm fucking old and nearly bald. Um, well, I've got a bit of hair. Um, he <laughs> says he's got a fucking beard and he's cascading through. But anyway, stop digressing, James. So... But it turned into, we were going to talk about doing in a monthly event that he was willing to come along to, a men's mental health golf event, where we just pitch up, we play the nine hole, we all chip in the money for the day, I'll get it subsidized, um, and then we have a, a, a barbecue afterwards and we all just fucking chat. And I was like, mate, this is fucking amazing. So this developed from like, this, this was from one thing, one comment that we heard on a radio that because I talk about men's mental health, I was open and honest about it, which developed into us developing into a monthly event, we can all get together and get men talking, and I don't mean let's turn up and go, everybody, what's your fucking problem, what's your depression, anxiety, ADHD, autism, all right, autism over there, mate, you can go with the ADHDs because you'll fucking perk each other up, uh, d- yeah, uh, well, depression and anxiety, you're fucking batshit crazy, we're not, gonna- it's not like that, it's not like that, it what it means is we get together and we just talk shit and we just chat and that's what it's about talking shit just chatting chat shit fucking talk bollocks that's what men want to do men don't want serious conversations we have conversations that are serious all the fucking time we want fun we want to fucking have a good laugh we want to chat shit and that's what this was about And I went mate I will email you and on Monday I'm going to speak to my boss And I said, I'll email you on uh, Tuesday when I'm back in work. Gave me his email address, his phone number. I said, I'll email you, get shit going. We're going to get the first event, even if it's every other month whatever it may be, just something to get it in. He even tied it in with we could do a Macmillan morning just to get us together, you know, cake and coffee. We're trying to take that on. The women do this. They're empowered at doing this. They're so good at setting up an event and having a women's only day. Or um, I think the last one that was such a success on my last base when I used to do wakeboarding was um, coffee, wake and coffee, wake, coffee and wake should have been wake and bake, mate, <laughs> coffee, it was wake and coffee or something like that, wake and bake, wake and bake, that was it, it was wake and bake, because it was bring a bit of cake along, and I didn't want to say that, because I was like, wake and bake, that's all about marijuana, but it was about fucking, no, it was, it was called wake and bake, um, and it was come along, you get a subsidized wake session, you bring a bit of cake, and it was, you have a, a, a coffee or whatever you want, and they got together, and that, that, turned into they used to meet up and do sup yoga so they'd go out into the lake and just chat and fucking have fun and i'm like fucking why don't we adopt this we sit siloed and just fucking shut ourselves away and just go and even he we both admitted when both of us all three of us when we were talking about our mental health um and the bloke actually the one that suffered um he actually had a childhood trauma so his was ptsd he was sexually um, sexually assaulted as a young child um so You know, that was quite a serious conversation. But he told me that because I was like, yeah, I've had, you know, troubles. And I spoke about and we we, it was so easy to talk. But I purely that is purely on the basis. I think that we are we are in stronger situation. We're better. We're in better places internally. And that's because we are doing and I said to him about friendship and I said to him about what I'd done and how I'd like stopped, you know, Remove the negative friends around me. In, you know, encourage the positive people, the ones that looked out for me, and I looked out for them, and it was a mutual agreement. We all—all all the steps I said. I said I I take reflection walks now, and you know I listen to music. I uh, I, I meditate, or but not. Or I said to say to him not on. Um, I said I meditate, listen to music. It's basically mindfulness. That's basically what I said. We had all the same things, and we all came to the same conclusion. That we were sat in a room as complete strangers able to talk about our difficult times. And we were like, we want to help others. And I was like, I do a podcast, mate. I'm trying to help others. I'm trying to show people that you don't need to do this. You don't need to compartmentalize it, box it, and ignore it. You can talk about it and process it. Even if you can't, and we one of the things we agreed with was our mental health problems, his sexual assault, you know, my PTSD. Um, and I said the ADHD ain't going anywhere and this other guy he had PTSD and he had depression and anxiety and his was from a really really bad relationship with a woman that basically um, he's completely and utterly lost his short term memory because if um, one of the things I learned and this is probably something to talk about um, it is something to talk about not probably but he said the woman was an absolute narcissist and because of that he always felt he was in the wrong so his short term memory had completely gone because he didn't want to acknowledge the short-term problems. So he developed into his loss of his short-term memory, which led into depression, because she then made it look like he was forgetting things and all this sort of stuff. That's the narcissist in in him, in her. And he's come out the other side, but he said he's he's only come out the other side because he got into another relationship and the woman absolutely helped him, supported him, loved him. And the same as this other guy, this other guy that, you know, he left a relationship, He said, I haven't got a relationship. I don't want a relationship. I'm not ready for that because it's happened twice to him. Two relationships and he'd lost everything. And we'd all agreed on the fundamental basics of what we we will never forget the problems that you can't forget. I can't forget that feeling. I'll never forget that feeling that I had when I went to commit suicide. And he was the same. He said when he was sat on the edge of the cliff, he'll never forget the feeling that went through him. And I said, well, you know, I said, if you don't mind me asking what stopped you? And he said what stopped me was because I wasn't going to let somebody beat me down. I wasn't going to let somebody dictate my outcome in my life. I wanted that decision. Why should I allow somebody else to take that off of me? It's my decision when I want to go, unless it's natural and we don't get no fucking saying it. But that's what he wanted back. He wanted that empowerment back. And I said I wanted that power back. And so did this other guy. And I'm sure there is loads of people that, out there that listen to this that want the power back because we've had the power stripped from us and i don't mean the power to control i'm not i mean the power internally in ourselves the outcome of our of what we we should always be the decider in our outcome yes when you have family you have loved ones you have wives partners whatever you have to make compromises absolutely because otherwise you will never sustain that relationship or you'll get to a point where your relationship with your children etc will fail because you're not You've got to have an element of uh, mutual agreement. To a degree, with children, they still need that discipline, that... And I don't mean discipline like fucking beat them. I mean, they still need that discipline. They still need to nurture that discipline. That's something that has catastrophically failed, I think, in the current generation. I think we've not got that discipline and we've not been allowed. It's been stripped from us to allow us to control children. And we all know fucking children uncontrolled are crazy bastards. I was one and and I was fucking controlled. (laughs) You know, so if you can't control the ones that can't, you should be controlled. Fucking hell, we're in shit street. But... All of it agreed. Anyway, all of it agreed. We all agreed in the funnel. You'll never forget the feelings. But what you will have is the power. And you will have the power to decide. You will have, I will make that goal. This week I will. And this is when I talk about right down to the fucking basics. Is making sure that you, every step is managed. Because if you don't manage it, you lose con- control. You're not part of society. Society dictates that we need to manage ourselves. We need to look after ourselves, whether that gives you the right the right brakes at the right time, or I'm going to achieve this, but I'm not going to go and strip a fucking engine down in a car without learning. You know, you wouldn't just go and st- fucking, well, there is people that would do that. And, you know, there is men that probably can. I mean, I know I can, <laughs> so I could go out and rip an engine apart and put it back together. But I did have three years of training. So, but what I mean is you take those steps to learn and adapt and do things properly. Yes, you might be able to go and change, a, uh, rip an engine out. But I guarantee if you put it back together, it won't go and you'll, you'll struggle because you haven't had the training. So everything in life should be managed. And if it's managed, you have more fun naturally. If you have clear direction in work, work's enjoyable because you've got direction, and if you're the one giving the direction, you should be trained to give the direction properly and make it manageable. And it's when you come home, if you manage it, if you have an open an open conversation relationship, and I don't mean it's difficult because open relationship can, can mean anything. Um, open relationship normally means you can do what the fuck you like. But what I mean is if you, if you have a, a trusting, open relationship with your partner, it's more fun because you you trust if you have an open fun relationship in respect to how you manage your children they normally they will they will give you more they will look after you and you will look after them because they they feel valued it's about feeling valued in life so when you have power stripped from you value stripped from you what are you left with and one of the fundamental thing as men is we like that because we have testosterone we have those those the chemicals in our body that dictate that's how we need to live we don't get charge of this we don't get to control this this is a natural thing and the only time you can start controlling it is normally when it's depleted your body stops producing that testosterone because it knows you don't need it as much so it will start slowing down your 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 testosterone your the production production of it almost like the penis they say like you know if you don't use it you'll lose it Uh, it doesn't Condone going out and being a slag, okay? Bag up. Don't be a tall rap. Don't be a full rap, you're tall. Don't be silly rap, you willy. <laughs> anyway, so, and that's what it is. And, and this, um, I, I read a statistic the other day that being surrounded by the wrong friends, because that is where we spend most of our lives, and friends can also mean your partner, because you should, your partner should be a friend as well as a best friend, if anything. Um, You know, as well as a lover, etc., etc. But if you've got the right friends around you, you're very you. You will naturally have a longer life. Statistically, been proven that if you don't have the right people around you, you can take up to an estimated fifteen years off of your life. And how many men have you met that have been lonely, that don't want to be there? So you start shutting down. If you're surrounded by negative, to give you an example across the spectrum. If you go into work and you're unhappy, how shit is your day? If you know you're going you dread, you won't go to sleep, you'll have a crap night's sleep because you know you're going into a crap workplace to be treated like crap, to go home to you know to dwell on it again and just continue that cycle. How does it make you feel? It makes you feel shit, doesn't it? But when you're surround when you go into a work that you enjoy, whether that means and this is one of the things I'm absolutely nurturing in my work at the moment is get trained to the point where you enjoy your job because when you know what you're doing your job's enjoyable don't go into your job blind so many people take on jobs and go fuck it now and, and it's sink or swim nine times out of ten you'll sink because you'll bury yourself in distress so why do you know, get yourself trained get yourself up to the standard to enjoy your job and that's no different to everything in life it's your friendship surround yourself with the right positive people because if you do you promote positivity. You feel valued. You feel they—they they, like I said, I've got pr- I've got pure examples that my friends are currently boosting my endorphins, releasing dopamine, which is essential for somebody that needs ADHD that has ADHD. Is you need that dopamine because when you stop losing that dopamine, things become boring and mundane, which is why I struggle and go in and out of fucking friendships and in and out of um, work. In and out of fucking hobbies, because I don't. I stop getting the dopamine. Once I stop getting that dopamine, it, I just lose interest, and it's a natural thing. It's not me being an asshole. So what I do is I surround myself by the right people. I go to work with the right people, and by doing that, I'm getting constant dopamine, and we need that anyway. We need that to produce serotonin to feel happy. These are all absolutely amazing chemicals that we produce naturally, serotonin, dopamine, are just absolute, they're just a wonder drug that we get naturally. But we fucking, we just chin it off. We just go, I'm depressed. And then you look at your life and you go, you're depressed because of this, this and this, mate. You're eating shit, you're drinking, you're doing drugs, you've got a shit job, you've got a, a closed relationship, you've got no relationship with your children, no relationship with your family, the list goes on. When you start working on those people and those things in your life, you'll get to this point. You'll get to a point that where I do. Yes, I have bad days. Of course I fucking do. Everyone has a bad day. When I've got no dopamine, I'm fucking done. I'm just, that's it. I'm out. Yes, we get those days. But what we are challenging ourselves to do is find ways to fulfill the dopamine find ways to get the serotonin, the natural chemicals, so we can stop drinking, we can stop taking drugs, we can stop fucking being a narcissist, being a fucking gaslighter, whatever you want to call, stop being a dickhead, basically. Stop being a dickhead. We can stop being a dickhead by doing the right things. And sometimes it's not even like, if you're surrounded by a negative person, by cutting them out, your life is not negative to them, because i guarantee they will pick up somewhere else that might actually find a better system for them they might find they might lose that friendship and go and find another friendship that's actually better than your friendship clearly your friendship wasn't good because you've cut it off these are the important things of nurturing the right people now i've I, when i have time off i get messages that from people the right people and it they just pop up i'm like hey you alright mate video bosh how's it going mate and I'm messaging the right people back because they're the right people. That's the importance of managing your mental health. It doesn't it doesn't come easy. It's not easy. Fucking hell. I can't if I was to sit here right now and say it was easy, I'd lie. Through the fucking teeth. I'm not one of those people. I try to tell you as it is. It is tough. It takes some home truths. It takes change. It takes commitment. It takes accountability. That just fucking the list goes on. But the list goes on, but it's a lot easier when you start taking bite-sized chomps out of it. Bite-sized fucking chompers. That's what we need to do. That's the importance of it. And then what it takes is when you're on the other side as someone like me, you become that advocate. You become that natural person to go, beat the drum, baby. I'm beating the drum. Because you become that person. You become the person to naturally start promoting the positivity and then what happens is we get that fucking domino effect do, 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 do. everybody's talking everybody's interested i mean just by that one conversation with those people that if developed into three people talking a transfer of uh, numbers and something coming in the future and i've said that to you that by being able to openly talk to people like i said I the other day i, I haven't told anybody this um the other day we had that party and uh it was again it was like two two or three o'clock in the morning and i was i was i was just fucking i was just you know dwelling i was overthinking things i'd been drinking it was a heavy night and i'd had a major major um what's the fucking word without sounding like a druggie come down but i didn't but i'd had a major, major come down because that's what it felt like in a sense of like from the adrenaline from having loads of people around chatting high anxiety cooking uh making sure everyone was happy when everybody went i just kind of spiraled which i kind of it's happened before it's happened it happened the last time i spoke about it um I just went online and i saw one of my friends actually luke who I, I spoke about on my podcast before who i sold the motorbike to and he just happened to be online he said he was feeding the dogs at four in the morning or something and i said mate are you okay to talk i just need someone just just to talk and i owed him an apology anyway because um i was supposed to uh, we were supposed to meet up over the summer holidays and we didn't align and i felt really guilty for that um so at four in the morning when i finally got hold of him uh, it was a 15 minute conversation and I was like, mate, I'm really sorry, but you know, how are you? And it was just a quick conversation. That 15 minutes changed my complete outlook because he answered the phone. Now, I know people would have answered the phone and I get that. They would have done absolutely because I've got the right people around me. But it was just, he just happened to be there at the right time. And because he's the right friend, he listened. He listened to me for 15 minutes. Now, that's invaluable. Because I've got the right people around me. And I knew for a fact if I'd have rung any single one of them, they probably two or three times in would have, would have spoken to me and listened. And there would have been no negativity. There would have been no repercussions. You dickhead, you rung me at four in the morning. It would have been like, mate, you have, is, everything, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's okay. Yeah, I just need someone to talk to. And that's what I said to him. Just need someone to talk to. Really sorry, mate, you know. And then we were chatting 15 minutes, but it just, it just settled my mind because I've nurtured the right people around me it's so important it's so important so and that's where I say stop talking and start doing and that's what I said like say say great examples I've got Nelly great example of that stop talking start doing he's taking accountability and he posts every day and he's got this little sheet that he's writing stuff down he's taking a photo of himself it's absolutely commendable because he's committed and by talking openly and just making a difference to yourself taking those bite-sized chunks like I said this week off I said I I wanted to do one thing and I did that one thing which was sort out the little bit in my garden and I was like next thing next month I'll do that but because I'd set that goal I've had a relaxing week I feel positive I feel happy I've nurtured the right things around me I've already planned another party because one things I'm starting to do now is these monthly parties that I'm having small low-key parties Um, I've got one coming up on the 15th of September. I'm making them themed nights because I want to add a little bit of fun to it. So we can, it's not expensive. Like my first one was pink, pink themed, because real men wear pink. Um, The next one is 80s. So we're doing 80s. So it's turned up in some 80s fucking gear. I've already got the pretty much the clock and balls is set in the 80s era anyway, with the fucking light, vibrant colours everywhere. But... It's important to do the right things in sense of like I'm managing that. I've got something to look forward to already. I've got something to go. I I know it's a couple of weeks and I'm going to have a good fucking party. So in between that time, I will relax, recoup, do my DIY, spend time with my family, spend time with my wife and loved ones and just have a good time. Enjoy a bit of the sun, although it's fucking blistering hot. I'm going to complain I'm fucking British. Okay, suck it up. (laughs) But I'm doing the right things and that's the that's the value and the reason I'm so positive inside is because if you do the right things and you have the right people in fact I got a negative actually let me take a sip for this and I'm going to I'm going to chuck him out I'm chucking my fucking dad under the bus here prime example prime example of a little bit of negativity I've I've called him out on it so don't worry we've had the uh, this is the beauty of having the right people around you to talk is you are able to talk things through so I messaged him Saturday I went to see him actually Saturday and he gave me a really big fucking hug and he said he missed me and I was like I am a too I haven't seen him for about three weeks and um three or four weeks I think and he only lives eight miles away so that's quite a long time but we've got to remember as well that you know I worked a year in the same place as him so we saw each other every day and we built up a real good relationship and um I went to see him, and so I came back, and I was really happy, I'd got that dopamine, I'd got the endorphins, because I was like, saw my dad, got a big hug, had a good chat, you know, saw his DIY ventures, I loved what he's been doing, and um, and then I messaged him, because I was happy, and um, he was out, I knew he was out, so I knew I wouldn't get a response, so I waited till four o'clock the next day, and I still didn't get a response, and I messaged him, and said, mate, what are you fucking doing, it's really rude not to, me- to-, not to message back, and he said to me, he said, yeah, it is rude, actually, he said, I said, that's the negativity we don't need. I said, you need to message me back, mate. He said, that's the importance. Don't leave it a fucking day and a half. And then he was like, well, basically, I went out and got drunk, didn't get home till half 11, and I'm hungover today. I went, okay, have you looked at your phone today? Yeah, okay, well, fucking shut up then. Said, if you've looked at your phone, you've got that time to send that message back to make me feel happy. And, and I know that could come across as quite harsh, but he said, you know, sorry, son, yeah, no. And he gave me a full debrief of what he'd done and absolutely love it. Um, I also put down the fact that he's probably a little bit senile. The old bugger's nearly seventy, isn't he? <laughs> but, but it, that's the importance. And because I've got an open relationship, normally I'd have stewed on that and I'd have gone fucking idiot. And I know would have just not spoken. I'd have, I would have bottled that up, and it would have, it would have annoyed me because it did annoy me because I was like, there's no need for that. I, I, I wanted your I wanted to posit. I'd also showed him um, the plants that we were talking about in the afternoon. He said he recommended to go and get some heathers, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, no worries. So I took a photo, and I wanted—I wanted a response. I did want a response. I said to him, "Well, fucking respond to me then." And also, I'd asked him as well on the on the message, "I'm going to come up on Friday to have a dinner. I'll, I'll come up to um, is where he works, and so we'll have dinner. So we're going to have a proper catch up." So I wanted a response from that. So every there was questions in there. So I said to him, "You need to fucking respond, mate." Because that's just fucking rude. And it is rude, you know. And he said, sorry, son, you know, etc, etc. Now, some people may see that as a bit of an arsehole, but that's not. I don't think it is. I think it's me expressing my feelings, saying, well, if I've made the effort to message you, it's so easy to message back. Why have you not messaged back and answered my question? Hungover or not, mate? If I'm hungover... You'll expect me to rep- respond, and you have done because I've been hung over after a party, and I've even you've even told me to come over, and you've gone, "Oh, fucking hell, you're over Yeah, I am hungover. I've been out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you still expect. So if you expect something, you need to deliver as well. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up there because I am sweating, and I literally looking down, I'm perspiring, I'm I'm, I'm literally pissing out with jazz everywhere. Um, but yeah, I hope you I hope you're taking this as a bit of a positive, really, because. This is why I say stop talking and start doing, because it's so important to do that. We can all talk about I'm an I'm, I'm a nightmare for it. I talk every single week and then people say to me, well, you know, you're not very consistent. You missed a couple of Sundays. And I'm like, yeah, I have. I have. Why not feeling it? My dopamine's down. I don't feel it. I don't fucking want it. But that's ADHD. And that's where the people that say that I'm like, do you understand ADHD? Because if you do, you wouldn't say that question because that's the reality of it. So it's, I've got to feel in the right mood. Plus I wanted this to be perfect. softbox is all drilled into the ceiling. It's It's honestly, it's like a little, I love it. I absolutely love it. So if you're listening on the podcast, this is me pointing down there to the recording of the podcast, jump over to the YouTube. Take a look at the old clock and balls, baby, and have a look at that. But um, it's really important to nurture the right things, do the right things. Because there's times where I don't feel like doing things there's times where I feel shit there's times where I I don't want to do something and I do feel lonely and there's times when I do feel isolated and nine times out of ten I've created that isolation and loneliness myself because I've not reached out I've not spoken I've not said that there's something going on or I've not expressed my feelings and I don't mean like express your feelings oh god we look weak and all that shit I'm not saying that because if you're i'm not saying like go and speak to a joe blogs and go fucking hell, i feel really lonely because they'd be like mate <laughs> you're giving up too much there buddy i don't give two fucks but if i went to my best mates and and said to them if I, say if i went to my brother or kieran or nelly or whatever billy whoever them and said i feel a bit shit man i feel a bit lonely if any of them didn't turn around to me and say mate what's up there's only thing i can do or you know let me listen what's up and just be the ears that you need then they're the wrong people and that's what I mean. So they wouldn't take that as fucking hell, James is a little bit open. And I've had a couple of people say that to me recently. Oh, fucking hell, yeah, James, you do. You give up a lot. I don't think I do, mate. I just say that I struggle with PTSD and I struggle with a little bit of anxiety. And I think a lot of people do and it hasn't helped with the lockdown and, um, and, and working from home and all of that stuff. It has created a little bit of a, an anxious space. And obviously I've got ADHD. And I said, you know, they're, tr- they're real things, I'm not just making them up, so I do struggle, you know, and the people I tell are the people that I value in my life, the reason I've told you is because I want you to know, so you don't think I'm an arsehole, because I can be an arsehole, I can literally shut you off, if if I stopped receiving dopamine from you, i just shut you off, it's like I've got a golf set in there that's 500 fucking quid, that I've, I've lost the love for it, so it's in the fucking shed, I've played two or three rounds with it, I've done it with wakeboarding. I did it for, well, a year and then a little bit in the second year. All of these things, the only thing that I've actually been consistent with is my podcast because I see the positivity in me. I see the way that I'm managing myself. I see the way that it's developing my inward fucking voice, my inner voice, which I didn't realise that people don't have. I've got a fucking inner voice. Talks to me all the time. People say, I I think you used to be tied with insanity, but I have an inner voice all the time anyway. Um, And I think that I've watched myself grow. And I've also watched how me being open about these things promotes positivity. So I only have the right people around me. I only have, even speaking openly at work yesterday, to two random strangers developed into an idea of a barbecue, a golf event, and men getting together to have a fucking chat and a good time. Do you see what I mean? It's it's so... in, in the right environment with the right people they wouldn't see you as opening up too much if you've got somebody that says fucking hell shut up you keep going on about that they're the wrong person that's a negative that's a that's a straight up person get out of my fucking life then well fuck off then i don't need you i'll find someone else to listen so i don't have that negativity i don't want someone underpinning me my 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 problems and issues i don't want somebody listening to me and then undermining them they're my issues man If I want to talk to you, it's because I value your friendship, or I truly, or I have an element of love and trust for you. There is an element that all of the people around me, I do, I, I I do get emotionally attached to a lot of people, in the sense that I do feel, I do feel a lot of love for the people that around me. Um, that probably, I don't know whether that's the same for everyone else. I'm not really fucking sure, to be honest. Um, I know that's how I feel. Um, so for me, it's if I've got the right people around me, I feel happy. I feel positive and that for me is the invaluable aspect of life that's what I'm starting to enjoy before I didn't get that before I got the whole James you're talking too much no one really listened so I just stopped talking and then I just inwardly suppressed it all and went no one wants to listen to me and then I just basically blanketed blanketed everyone blanketed everyone with the tarnished them that's a better word tarnished them all with the same brush when in actual fact I didn't need to do that I just needed the right people around me to listen. I've got a couple of people that I've reached out to a couple of times recently, and they've not returned. And I go, well, okay, then I tried again. You know, I tried. That's it. Cut them out. Fucking boom. Move on. I don't. I don't get held up on now. On life's way too short sure to be held up on. Are they the right people? If they're not helping you and putting positivity in your life in any capacity, they are not the right person. Like I said, my endorphins and dopamine has been fucking. It's been smashed in the fucking air. I've gone stratospheric with that bad boy because I've had the right people around me. And it takes the right times to do things, but I feel happier when the right people promote that happiness on me. And if I can make their lives better and they reward me with that dopamine of thanks, it makes me feel warm, fuzzy inside. It makes me feel happy, it makes me feel like I've got worth. It makes me feel like my goals are being hit and I have the right people around me to enjoy that so when I get to my end goal and I've got my end goal for the end of the year and I've got my next five-year goal I really have I've, I've planned everything out so far every goal that I have I've planned since I left my job and completely changed my my whole life so I left everybody up there I left all of that I came back home I came back into a new I started a complete new world and a whole new trade a whole new everything and it's been a tough two and a half years. but I've And I started all of this, podcast a lot, all in January. All in January, over December. December, I made the change. January, I started. New job, new podcast, new fucking friends, new everything. And all I have done is watch it develop. And I know that when I get to that five-year goal, fucking way over here, five years, or it's not five years, actually. It's four and a half years. No, four and a half. Three and a half years, three and a half years. When I get to that three and a half year goal, bearing in mind that every goal I've set so far for promotion, for what I want out of life, every one has been hit early because I'm dedicated to it. That's why I've done my degree. That's why I'm doing my master's. That's why I'm doing, you know, leadership courses coming out of my ears because I want that three, that five year goal, three and a half years away. I know. That what I know that I'm going to be surrounded by positivity because number one I've I've worked hard, I've got the right people around me, I've got the right people to enjoy it, and I'm going to get there because I'm committed to getting there. Along the way, I've got my own little challenges. Like I said, I've got to lose some weight. Old tubby Tim's out. It's fucking tits out, tats out at the moment with my fucking boobies. So I need to get that back on, which I started two days ago. And like I said, I'm I'm, I'm starting my clean eating. I've got a little regime down there of setting up an outside cold water shower, which is actually just a hose pipe. (laughs) But I'm gonna have a shower in it every fucking morning. I'm gonna trounce myself, is it word trounce? Drench, trounce, I think it's a word. I'm gonna look that up afterwards. I'm gonna fucking drench myself, we'll say that word. In the morning with cold water, I'm getting a sauna blanket, which is these new things, basically it's a blanket, Connected to infrared sauna, really good for your back muscles and everything. And I'm saving up for that. And that's the next goal, is get fit. Mentally, I'm up here. Emotionally and mentally, I'm getting better. I'm developing. The next part now is to get fitness under my belt, whilst I'm still fairly young, 42. Um, So that's the next bit. So I can get to my point where I'm at that fucking five-year goal, and I want to be mentally strong, physically strong, and emotionally strong. I want to be financially stable and I want to have, be surrounded by happy people. That is my five-year goal in a nutshell. That's what I want and that's what I'm working to. And if you're along that road, there'll be people that will dip in. I've told you that and there'll be people that will dip out. There'll be people that have been in that will dip out because they, they're not on that path with me. If you're not on that path with me and you're not part of that path in some capacity by making happiness around me, and then it, that's what, I'm quite ruthless because I have to be because I want that goal at the age of 45 I want to be everything that I want to be and that is just and I'm not talking embellishment I'm not I just want to be happy and the things around me are what I'm nurturing around that and that's the importance of a goal okay anyway i'm gonna leave it there because i have droned on enough so um thank you very much for listening to me i hope this has been a positive event for you um like i said be cautious with, with friends 15 years off your life for being surrounded by the wrong people i'll take the fucking 15 years back thank you very much um so yeah make sure you always evaluate always evaluate i need to go cool down because i am perspiring like a mofo but thanks very much for listening to me Take care, everybody, and have an amazing week until I next talk to you again. Take care, everyone. Bye.